AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. In the last hours... The body of a beautiful little girl, Audrey, just 11 years old, has been pulled out from under a bridge in a Texas river. Heads are gonna roll. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Crime Stories and on Sirius XM 111. First of all, take a listen to this. At this time, I sadly announced that Audrey's body was located at the Trinity River on the U.S. Highway 59. As a result of today's developments, I will discontinue the Amber Alert for Audrey, and I, I want to thank DPS, Department of Public Safety, for all their help in this alert. The information that ha- we have gathered in this criminal investigation is substantial. My heart aches with this news. And I express with my deepest sympathies and condolences to everyone who knew, who cared for, and loved Audrey. The Sheriff's Office, we will continue to process the evidence that has been gathered to ensure that the justice for Audrey. And you can hear the Polk County Sheriff Byron Lyons' voice cracking after he and his whole team, volunteers, you name it, tried to find Audrey alive. That did not happen. Take a listen to what else Sheriff Byron Lyons has to say. Thank you to Trinity River Authority for lowering the water levels so that the divers could reach the area, could reach areas of of interest. Due to the lowering, we were able to contact TRA, Trinity River Authority. They slowed down the the outflow from the uh, the reservoir, and it allowed the water to go down, and and her body was discovered uh, there in the water. but I'm not going to say whether it was Harris County or Montgomery County or EquiSearch. It was a conglomeration of a lot of love and law enforcement networking together that helped discover her. I've done a lot of dive searches, but never have I seen the water actually lowered in a body of water in order to find a body. For those of you just joining us, the body of an 11-year-old girl, Audrey Cunningham, has been found. Joining me in all-star panel to make sense of what we know now, including a man that predicted the defendant would attack again after the defendant attacked him. Did he go to jail? Hell no. That's why he was out to murder Audrey. Yeah, that victim joining us. But first, to Bob Price joining us, uh, associate editor, senior news contributor, 
You can find me at Breitbart.com. Bob, thank you for being with us. Tell me about the discovery of this child. Well, Nancy, thank you for having me on to discuss this horrific situation. So uh, Sheriff Lyons announced yesterday that they had recovered the body of this 11-year-old innocent little girl. Uh, just an absolutely tragic event. Uh, yesterday on your show, you discussed that uh, the sheriff had taken uh, Mr. McDougal around various places he had been that day. One of the places that he took the sheriff's department to was that bridge where they found Audrey's body near one of the bridge pillars underneath the, the bridge. Stop right there, Bob Price. Number one, you think I believe one thing that POC says, technical legal term, piece of crap. One thing he says, he's going to twist this every way he can to his benefit. Hey, Bob Price, when he was driving the police around, did he say, oh, yeah, that's where I put her body? So what the sheriff explained is that he just took them to places that he said he had been that day, Uh, kind of accounting for your time, so to speak. Bob, is it true this guy backed into a tree and left an identifying mark from his bumper on the tree? when he was disposing of an 11-year-old girl's body. I think that's how they figured it out. They find the backpack, they see that mark on a tree, and they know. Well, this is the the place where the body was found is about five miles down the river from where the backpack was found. But yes, he he reportedly did strike a tree with his Suburban, uh, and they were able to match both what I've been told, uh, tire tracks and his bumper marks to that location where the backpack was found. Um, and then the body was found lower down the river and, and the current's moving very swiftly there. This is just below the Lake Livingston dam uh, and the water is high in the da- in the lake right now. And so they've been releasing a lot of water. The current's been flowing rapidly and that's why they were able to lower the level of the lake, as you mentioned, uh, on the river in, in order to uh, slow the currents down enough that the divers could get in to where they suspected her body would be. And sure enough, they f- found us there. I asked Sheriff Lyons yesterday if there was any evidence that the body had been weighted down or in any other way uh, rigged to where it would stay underwater. And he he declined to answer that comment. He did not say no, which I would think he would, would say no if that wasn't the case. But he declined to answer that. Can I ask you something, Bob Price? What is so unique about his bumper? That, that Does he have a hitch on it? That they could identify the mark on the tree and match it to his bumper? I'm not sure exactly how they matched that. It could be that there was maybe evidence of the tree on the bumper, something like that. I'm looking at it right now. There's got to be something unique about that bumper. Maybe there's some paint on the tree that will match up. I mean, you know, you can forensically identify a type of paint from a car and trace it to the year, the model, the make, the works, and then go back to his vehicle and find, if you take the time, forensic evidence of tree residue on the bumper. That said, joining me now, in addition to Bob Price, Associate Editor, Senior News Contributor, Breitbart, longtime friend and colleague, the gold standard, Mark Class is joining me. Mark Class, founder of Class Kids Foundation at classkids.org, has devoted his life to finding missing children after his beautiful daughter Polly was kidnapped and murdered. May that perp rot in hell. Mark Class, I just so many thoughts colliding in my head right now because when Bob Price our investigative reporter joined is speaking. He's talking about the currents and the cold water and her body under a bridge. All I can think about is this little girl's body going along with the current, dead, probably face down in that cold, cold water till it lodged under a bridge. An 11-year-old girl, Mark Class, let it rip. Well, listen, Nancy, before he lowered her body or tossed her body into the river, uh, he exposed, exposed this child to the worst possible nightmare that anyone could even envision. 
I mean, she had, she was, she was taken to this place. She was murdered by this guy. She was most likely sexually assaulted by this guy. And he went on with his day after this. This is a guy that has a, a, a criminal history, um, somebody that is known to have caused harm, yet he was given access to this child. I, I, I don't understand this dynamic at all. I, I don't understand what the priorities were with this little girl's family, that this guy could even have access to then commit the horrendous and dastardly deeds that he did. It's absolutely obscene. Hey, who is this speaking? It is obscene. That was Bob, sorry. Hey, Bob. Bob Price, I was just about to go to you. Uh, Bob Price, investigative reporter, joining us from Breitbart. Bob, something, and I want to go back to Mark Class on this, but Bob Price, yes, no. Isn't it true that the defendant in this case, Don Stephen McDougal, age 42, was spotted at a gas station around 9 a.m., and at that time, he did not have Audrey with him. Is that correct? Yes, video evidence has, has uh, proven that up to be true, according to what we've heard. It, it's you know, it's just absolutely obscene that this man was within a thousand yards of this little girl at any time. This father, it's it's very evident. The man is covered with neo-Nazi tattoos, Aryan Brotherhood tattoos, SS. A Nazi swastika for Pete's sake. Yes, all of these kinds of and things. And in pictures, he's doing the one, two, A, B, Aryan Brotherhood. I mean, it's like, a, does a piano have to fall on your head to know this guy is bad? Stay away from him. And I'm following up, Bob Price. Uh, thank you for confirming that. Mark Class, you said this, and look. Li- chills, arms and legs. He just went on about his day like nothing had happened. There he is filling up with gas after he's been driving around and around and around with this girl's body probably in the car to find a place to dump her body. And look, he's a sex offender. He's already pled guilty to trying to have sex, taking the underwear and the PJs off a little girl, getting in bed with her. How did he get access to another little girl? Nancy, well, he you- showed up at a donut shop across from the courthouse, which is a mile from the jail the, the next morning. Talk about nonchalant. Yes! Mark Class, what you said just before Lana jumped in, uh, guys, uh, Lana Shadwick, high-profile lawyer out of Texas who has made her way out of the courtroom to join us, former Harris County judge and prosecutor at lanashadwick.com, also added, and she's right, Mark Class, the guy didn't just go for gas. He was propped up at a donut shop. This is after he has disposed of an 11-year-old girl's body in that cold water mark class well this man has absolutely no value for any life other than his own or he wouldn't have been able to do that his conscience would have stopped him he has no conscience he's just a killing machine who for some inexplicable reason was out and about with an 11 year old girl i don't know what anybody was actually expecting the results of this union to be but my god I mind my God, if you could only turn back time. And talk about detached. He goes to a donut shop, which is right across from the courthouse. You can throw a ball and hit the judge's window. I mean, it's down the street from the jail. What kind of narcissist or detached individual is this? You're going to go downtown where the cops are? Okay, I just violated every rule to be a good trial lawyer. I placed myself in this by thinking of my own children, Mark Class. I, I, I really don't know how you even move forward. All I can think about is my girl. I mean, a convicted sex offender who was allowed to plead down his case where he attacked another little girl in her bed. He had access to her home, too. Let's think about these similarities. It's like a fingerprint. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. 
Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. In addition to attacking Alec Bryan, who is with us, Alec Bryan III, I believe with a knife. Now this? Yes, ma'am. Why was he allowed to be around 11-year-old Audrey? And he's out having a donut, Mark Class, a donut? He's pumping his gas after driving. Don't you know he went in all these circuitous routes trying to figure out where to hide this girl's body, this little 11-year-old girl with that big smile? And now he's got to fill up his gas tank and get a donut? Really? Well, I don't know what even to say about something like this, Nancy. I mean, one has to look back at this guy's criminal history and to see how he's been, and his medical history, and to see how he's been diagnosed. I've spent my life trying to keep people like this away from little children. You put out the information, you educate people, you raise awareness, you get laws passed, but still, there are families that are willing to allow something like this, allow a known monster to have access, unfettered access apparently, to their little children. I don't know what anybody expects the outcomes of these kinds of situations to be. It's, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's, 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 it's uncivilized. It's, it's nightmarish. It's, it's spawned from the devil himself. Have you looked at this guy's tattoos? I'm not trashing tattoos. Don't care. You want to ink up your body? Have at it. But when you put swastikas and Aryan Brotherhood tattoos all over your body, you're like a walking billboard. You might as well walk down 3rd Avenue in New York City with a sign that says, I am a piece of crap. Stay away from me. I mean, who puts a Nazi swastika on their arm in plain view and then insists on wearing the sleeveless wife beater t-shirts? He's proud of it. Jump in. He's a walking billboard for the penitentiary system. If, if we, you know, to your point, and I think Mark is an absolute warrior for children of, of, around this country. He speaks with authenticity 
And when we think about this guy being out on the streets, uh, it, it's just hor- horrendous that he would have had access to this small child. Guess what I'm holding in my hand right now, guys? A rap sheet. It goes all the way to, back to 2001, possession of pot, uh, Cleveland, 2002, assault of a public servant, don't know what that was, 2003, drugs, 2003, assault, 2003, more marijuana, 2005, evading arrest, 2006, theft, uh, keeps on going, and meth. Now he's on to meth. And they say pot's not a gateway drug. Okay, whatever. Uh, 2007, enticing child. There you go. There you go. That should have been a child molestation charge felony. More aggravated assault, unauthorized use of vehicle. That I guarantee you that was pled down from a theft by a theft by receiving stolen property being a car. 2014, theft of property, reckless driving, uh, assault for bodily injury, harassment, 2023, resisting arrest. You know, hold on just a moment. Why am I reading the rap sheet? I have a victim with me right now, Alec Bryan III, who was assaulted by this perv, Don Stephen McDougall, in 2010. Alec Bryan III, what happened? Well, um, he started working at the place I was at. Which was where? I was work- we worked in an oil change place okay. in Crosby, Texas. Yep. And uh, some friends brought him over to my house, and... Uh, he got a little belligerent when he was drunk and uh, started making comments and actions towards one of their wives. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Alec Bryan third. what kind of comment did he make to a woman? Oh, he was, basically, he was grabbing her and hitting on her like uh, he was trying to do inappropriate things with her. Have sex with her? Pretty much, yes, ma'am. Did he touch any of her private parts, grab her rear end, touch her breast? What was he saying? Um, he was just talking. I don't know if he t- where he touched her because uh, we I wasn't that part of it, but she had come out and said that he was groping her and that he was uh, saying lewd things about her and how he wanted to have sex with her. I'm and- sure he didn't say, I want to have sex with you. Yes, ma'am. I'm sure he said something along the lines of, I want to F you. I gave up cursing, so sorry about that. Uh, Ellen Bryan third. And this is in a public place with a group of women and men around? Yeah, this was at uh, my house. So, Alec, if he would do that in front of grown men and women, grope a woman, what would he do with an 11-year-old little girl all alone in his SUV or all alone in her home? And they can't defend herself. She couldn't defend herself. And in her mind, this is daddy's friend. You know how hard it is to get child molestation victims to speak out? They don't even understand what's happened to them. And this is daddy's friend. What's she going to do? She probably thinks, well, daddy knows. and it's a- They went on vacations together. Okay, what? How do you know this? Please tell me what you know, Alec Bryan III. There is a Facebook page called Justice for Audrey Cunningham, and there are pictures on there of them in a vehicle. Uh, Don and Audrey and a a group of family members going on vacation to Florida. Back to you getting attacked. So the woman comes out and says, this guy is groping me. Then what happens? Well, her husband tries to fight him and I stop him and we just throw him out of the house. You darn right. The husband better try to fight him. If David Lynch didn't punch the daylights out of him, if it were me, we'd be looking at a divorce lawyer right now. So the husband goes in he tries to take a swing at McDougal. You break it up, and then what happens? We basically just, uh, I just forced him out of the house, told him he's got to go. Okay. And, you know, he's being belligerent with me at this time. And uh, I push him out the door, and then a little time goes by, and I hear somebody beating on the door. It's him. He has a knife, and he's stabbing at my door, trying to get back in the house. Then what happened? I grab my shotgun, and I open up the front door, and he comes at me with the knife, and I hit him in the face with the gun, with the barrel of the gun and get him back out the door, and we call the cops. He came at you with a knife? Yes, ma'am. Then what happened? I, like I said, I hit him in the face with the barrel of the gun and pushed him out and uh, slammed the door and called the cops. Well, so far, you're the only one that has gotten justice with this guy, Don Stephen McDougal. 
and it seems like even the barrel end of a gun didn't teach him a lesson because here he is with this 11-year-old girl. Dr. Kendall Crowns, help me out, guys, with me, renowned Chief Medical Examiner, Tarrant County, lecturer, Texas Christian University Medical School, has performed literally thousands of autopsies. Dr. Crowns, thank you for being with us. Please give me some good news, if there is any good news right now. Forensically, did the cold water help us in any way to determine COD cause of death? So the cold water will slow down the decompositional process, so it will preserve injuries better. Instead of the injuries being obscured by the body decomposing, they'll be uh, kept intact. So in that manner, it'll it'll aid uh, the investigators uh, with the uh, case because there'll be less decomposition. Dr. Kendall Crowns, you've performed so many autopsies. When you see a child like Audrey laying there on your autopsy table, I don't know, are you like me? Sometimes I don't know whether to cry or be angry or just throw up, just vomit. How do you do it? There's always an emotional component with children, but you have to always say to yourself, you're here to get the answers. You're here to catch those people that uh, have caused this death or for that matter to exonerate people that have been blamed for it but you're there to get answers and you can't let your emotions cloud your judgment or make you biased. Alec Bryan III who was assaulted by this same guy Don Steve McDougall now person of interest suspect in the brutal murder and I guarantee you the rape of an 11 year old little girl defenseless my guess is alone in the car with this guy who is living in a camper in daddy's backyard. You are quoted saying that he came back to your house and started stabbing the door and the tires of the cars. He pulled the knife on you and came at you. Most important, you're not surprised to hear he's involved in Audrey's disappearance. Why do you say that? Um, not at all, because uh, it was just a couple of years ago I saw it on Facebook where somebody was looking for information on him because he was sending lewd pictures to their little girl. Dear Lord in heaven, slow it down, E.B. the third. What did you just say? Uh, somebody had posted on Facebook about the, him, a picture of him and his name, saying that he was sending lewd pictures to... Their to their daughters. Mark Class, does it never end with this guy? Well, I think that that's an important point. I mean, this guy is a habitual criminal. This guy has been doing dastardly, horrible things his entire life. And exactly where does the prosecutor get off thinking that being light on this guy is somehow going to change it and make it better for the next individual that has to face him. Obviously, this guy has done how many years? Over 20 years of criminal activity, nonstop criminal activity, assault, going after little girls, doing all of these horrible things, yet here he is on the street in a car with a little girl, and who is he? He's daddy's friend. You know what, Nancy? He's daddy's friend until he isn't daddy's friend. He's daddy's friend until he takes her out of the car and starts doing whatever the hell it is that he did to her that made him believe he had to throw her dead body into a river. It's just pure evil. Why is this guy even existing? Why is this guy even on the face of the earth? Certainly, why is this guy in society? I'm about to go to our shrink. Karen L. Stark joining us out of New York, renowned TV, radio trauma expert and consultant. But Lana Shadwick, set it up for me. Here is a guy with this long record. You were a prosecutor, you're a judge, now you're a high-profile lawyer in this jurisdiction, Livingston, Texas. You know what? Every time I would get a case, it could be a car theft, it could be a nickel bag, it could be any number of things. And if I saw the defendant had a gun, all I could think about was my fiance, Keith, getting murdered. And I would insist on jail time every time I could get it. Why in the H-E-double-L 
when this guy crawled into a little girl's bed and wrestled off her pajamas and her underwear, why did he get a cheap plea and walk out free? Walk out free. I don't know what they do in Brazoria County, but that won't fly in Polk County, East Texas. Just telling you right now. And another thing, there he is. I have to find out from Alec Bryan III that this guy is in sending lewd, which means his penis, that's what that means, pictures to her daughters on Facebook. He's not even trying to hide it for Pete's sake. That was never prosecuted. I'm just hearing about that the first time right now, Lana. Well, and not only that, there was a, a stabbing in August um, that he was being held on since, I guess, Friday um, with regard to an aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. That's a clue. In Texas, that's what we call a clue. <laughs> that's what I call a similar transaction. David Stanley. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, Karen Stark, I've set it up for you. With me is psychologist Karen Stark at KarenStark.com. That's Karen with a C in case you need her. Karen, number one, who is this guy except, I hope, about to enter death row? But who are these people that kept letting him off over and over and over? It's impossible to understand how he was able to get away with this. It just doesn't make any sense. He is a psychopath. There's no surprise at all that he was out there and committing these crimes and after young girls, and he's a walking advertisement with those tattoos. He's telling you who he is. Okay, I know all that. No offense, Karen Stark. I know all that. I can see all that. I'm asking you, what is he psychologically? Who is he, and how has he managed to charm people to let him into their lives? Nancy, a textbook case of a psychopath. He has no conscience. He could be out there eating a whole meal after he killed her. And yes, you're right. There's no doubt in my mind that he sexually assaulted her that he probably raped this little 11-year-old, and he does not have a conscience, just like Mark said. So it doesn't mean a thing to him. He could be out there and then do it again and again and again, and it just is shocking. I don't have an answer for why he kept getting off and being allowed to be out there, in addition to which, why was he living on the property? How could somebody not see with the way that he presented himself that he was a danger to this little girl and should never have been around her. Bob Price joining me, associate editor, senior news contributor, Breitbart. Uh, you can find him at Breitbart.com. Bob Price, again, thank you for being with us. I understand that Audrey's body was lodged on something underneath a bridge. Is that correct? Yes. Yesterday I was down there by the river and I noticed a large number of uh, uniformed uh, tactical police officers in the area. There were boats in the area, probably 30 to 40 people right in that one area where the body was found. And, and that is unusual based on what the previous day's activity had been at those locations. So clearly sometime Sunday night, or excuse me, not Sunday night, these days are running together now, uh, Tuesday night, Monday night, excuse me, the, the EquiSearch people, we believe, uh, discovered using their sonar, discovered that her body was lodged down there. Um, the currents were too strong at that point in time to uh, to get her out, and so the police were there to secure that area. Later on Tuesday, they declared it to be a crime scene. As of this morning, we have an update that uh, District Attorney Shelley Sitton has now filed the capital murder charges against Donald Stephen, Don Stephen McDougal. Uh, and this is not the only child he was hanging around with in, in recent months. Uh, there was, there's another little girl who's a friend of Audrey's. Audrey went to her birthday party and Stephen McDougal thinks that going to 11 year old girls birthday parties is a cool thing to do. And these parents who obviously know who this guy is think it's okay for this neo-Nazi uh, Aryan nation hate group wearing tattoo I, I can't even describe all this stuff you know for the for them to bring this thug this animal to their children's birthday party you know i'm thinking back uh lana shadwick i want to hear your thoughts on this i remember when the twins were born they were very premature and we have a relative who's perfectly nice 
but he smokes. I wouldn't even let him come in and visit the twins because he smoked. And I didn't want, you know, nicotine can trigger sudden infant death syndrome. And it hurt me to do it. I love him. But he couldn't come in. So how in the hell do you let a Nazi, Aryan brother, around your children? Well, there's there's two theories to that. Not taking up for him or anything like that, but there's a social media video post of an individual who's had uh, altercations with McDougal, and she said he's charming, he works you, you wouldn't believe anything, and then boom. And she was in the car with him. He took the, a cell phone away from her. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Drinking from the fire hydrant. First, Ellie Bryan third tells me about this guy coming at him with a knife. Nothing happened. He walked right out of jail. Then I find out he's trying to send, we believe, penis shots to little girls. Uh, now, the, what, what happened with the woman in the car? Why did he take away her cell phone? I do not know. She knew she was in trouble, but she I don't believe charges were filed. I don't believe she went to the authorities, but she's talking now. Why would he take away her cell phone? That's not good. So you can't use it. The call for help. Okay, uh, just having a hard time taking all of this in. Um, I want to talk about also the brilliance of how they lowered the water in this entire body of water to reach the child. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Joining me is, he's been very quiet, which is uncharacteristic, Chris McDonough, director of Cold Case Foundation, former homicide detective, uh, host of a YouTube channel, The Interview Room, where I found him. Chris McDonough, 
I've done a lot of water searches and diving myself, but I've never seen a body, an entire body of water lowered, the water level lowered to get to the victim. Tell me how it's done, because you have. You know, that, that was a great investigative move uh, by law enforcement in this case by working with the Trinity River uh, Authority engineers. And basically, uh, as we're aware, there's a reservoir uh, above. And so what they do is they close the what they're called lock gates, uh, which controls the flow of water downstream because everybody knows water goes in one particular direction. And that in of itself then, you know, opened up an opportunity for the search uh, forensic diving teams to maybe they got dogs uh, on boats uh, where sometimes you can get the scent. And remember, everybody, dogs can smell your scent, your clothes, a dead body, you name it even in water. Go ahead, Chris. Yes, ma'am. And so uh, whenever you have a body dump into water, there are a lot of uh, considerations from an investigative aspect have to take, be taken place almost immediately. The, the first, one question I want to know is, is, did she have, was she alive when she went into the water? Oh, dear Lord in heaven. Why did you make me think about that? I haven't even considered that. To Dr. Kendall Crowns, let's follow up on what Chris McDonough just said. Uh, Crowns, Chief Medical Examiner, Tarrant County, this jurisdiction, Texas. Dr. Kendall Crowns, in a nutshell, no Latin phrases, no medical terms. How do you determine if this child was alive when she was put in the water? So usually when an individual drowns, there will be changes in the body that you can find, which include... Uh, fluid on the lung called pulmonary edema. They will often swallow a lot of water into their stomach. So you look for that. Uh, those two are the main criteria for looking for a drowning. You're saying, Dr. Kimmel Krauss, to tell somebody drowned alive, they were put in the water alive, you'd find pulmonary edema. I thought that was water around the heart. Uh, water around the heart would be um, in the pericardial sac, which is the sac surrounding the heart. So you wouldn't see any water in the heart. You'd see water in the lung. Water or fluid? You mean lake water? Lake water. Lake water. Okay, just just question. Why did you say she'd have pulmonary edema? A, what is that? Two, when you could have so easily said she'd have lake water in her lungs. Well, because if you're alive and you're thrown into the water when you're alive, you'll be gasping and inhaling the water. So you would pull that into your lungs and into your stomach or into your airways and into your stomach. You would find that in uh, the autopsy. How do you examine the lungs to determine there's water? And how do you, uh, well, I mean, two and two still equals four. How do you determine that water was from the lake? Or do you really even have to? So you can do it with the autopsy. The lungs will be heavy and full of fluid. And then on histology or microscopic examination, you can look for debris from the lake water in the airways. Yes, debris from the lake water. How do you get the water and any uh, debris therein out of the lungs in order to analyze it? Well, you wouldn't get it out. You would actually take sections of the lung at autopsy that then would be processed and turned into microscopic sections to look at under the microscope. And that debris would still be there because it would be entrapped in the airways. Bob Price joining me, investigative reporter, associate editor, senior news contributor, Breitbart. Bob, I know that there was a recreational lake. Is she found in the lake or is she found in the river that feeds into and out of the lake? So Lake Livingston is the second largest lake in Texas. And, and she was found below the dam in the Trinity River uh, the lake is, is a, a contributing waterway to the, the Trinity River, about five miles downstream from where the dam is and from where the backpack was found. So it, it's still unclear at this time if she entered the water or was placed in the water near the dam and floated downstream and became entangled in the bulkhead or in the pilings of the bridge, or if McDougal, because he said he went to that bridge that day, that area, did McDougal place her there and trap her in that area where her body would hopefully on his part never be found? Those are the questions that we still need to get from the district attorney's office as this investigation unfolds. Mark Class joining me, founder of Class Kids Foundation, classkids.org. 
Mark, let me talk to you about the defendant. You've dealt with so many child killers. Do you think this guy intentionally put her in the river so her body would travel far from the disposal spot? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think he was trying to, to disappear her. I don't think there's any question about that. But I, I wonder, listening to this guy's history and listening to what this guy's been allowed to do, if this little girl ever had a chance. I mean, the minute this guy stepped on that property um, and was allowed to stay on the property, I, I think that this child was doomed. And I think that the supervising adults around her should have understood and realized that. And they didn't. They failed their child in the worst possible way. Uh, it's absolutely unbelievable. Who lets a neo-Nazi live on your property? A neo-Nazi lets a neo-Nazi live on their property, particularly somebody that's got the uniform, that proudly wears the swastikas, that proudly carries his criminal history, that looks forward to more mayhem and more mayhem. And it's always escalating, Nancy. These things always escalate. And at the end... And we've talked about this hundreds of times. At the end, there's a dead little girl or a dead little boy. And we all go, well, gee, how could this have happened? Well, sometimes it's inevitable. You know, Mark, you're right. Inevitable. I feel like Audrey never had a chance. I want to go back to Alana Shadwick joining us. Former judge, prosecutor, now lawyer in this jurisdiction, Livingston, Texas. What now, Lana? I mean, will anybody ever fess up? Yeah, I gave him a cheap deal. Yeah, I didn't prosecute. Yeah, we didn't indict him. I mean, there's one thing after the next, one offense after the next. This guy, for Pete's sake, is using meth. Meth, of all things. Well, the Polk County District Attorney filed capital murder charges on McDougal, and that was yesterday. Um, he has no bond right now, and she's charged him with capital murder because it involves a um, child 10 years to 15 years old. So th there's been something done about this. Now? But if he'd been prosecuted for sending penis pictures, we think, lewd photos to little girls, or if his case hadn't been pled down to nothing when he wrestled the underwear and PJs off another little girl... He would have been in jail and Audrey would be alive today. He would have been in daddy's camper in the backyard for Pete's sake. If he had been arrested in August for that aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. And who gave the, the, the father or the grandmother custody of this child such that they're friends with McDougal? And this is who you're going to let pick up your daughter um, from the bus stop or take her to the bus stop or take her to school. You know, how do you reconcile yourself, Mark, Chris McDonough, to the fact that the only thing we can do now is get justice for this little girl? That's the only thing left to do. She's not going to go to high school. She's not going to go to senior prom. She's not going to play basketball or softball for the school. She's not going to be a cheerleader. She's not going to college. She's not going to marry and have children. It's over. And she died a horrible death, and her body is thrown in the cold, cold waters of a running river. And all we're left with are pictures on Facebook and a courtroom. we got to fill with the jury and get the death penalty. That's what we're going to do. Final thoughts, Mark Class. Well, yeah, Nancy, the death penalty hopefully ensures that this guy will never get out of prison again. That's why the death penalty needs to exist. There has to be a line drawn in the sand to keep these guys, maybe not into the execution house, but at least out of society and keep them someplace isolated and segregated where they can never touch another innocent human being. It's the only way to create public safety in a situation like this. Absolutely. Death, institution is life, oh, death or life without parole. That's another option. Or life. Not really. Life. No, 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 no. Life without parole changes all the time. Laws change all the time. It's a situation in California now where a lot of people that are on death row might be getting resentenced. Yeah, do I have to say Charles Manson? 
He got the DP. Remember, Mark? He got the death penalty for how many people did he help kill? And then the law changed, and he had the rest of his rotten life to have online friends, women wanting to have sex with him, a website, making money, blah, blah, blah. That's what happens on Life Without Parole. And a disciple that's willing to try to assassinate a president of the United States to impress him. These guys are so dastardly and so awful. They have to be on death row. They have to be cut off from society. Otherwise, uh, they continue to have an influence. Look, this is what I've got to say, and a lot of people aren't going to like it. But it's on you. Every prosecutor that let him off easy and took a cheap plea so you wouldn't have to go to trial. Everybody who didn't call police, not you, Brian the Third, because you called police. You tried to do something. It's my fault, too, Nancy. I should have pulled the trigger that night. Yeah. You at least got a piece of him with a gun butt, friend. Wow. And you called police. That's not enough. Everybody that didn't put him in jail, everybody that turned the other way, everybody that exposed this Nazi sex per freak to their children, it's on you. We wait as justice unfolds. Goodbye, friend. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.